Hi, uh, my name is Grant Moore. I'm the president and CEO of SPC Nickel Company, a company listed on the TSXV. Hi, uh, Grant, good to see you. It's been over a year, long time. Yes, it has. Has uh, been quite a tumultuous market for nickel. Um, it's been on quite the, quite the ride. Um, sort of sitting around sort of 17,000 bucks now, um, hoping for a recovery soon. Um, can you give me, do you know what? There's a lot of people who haven't, you know, heard of you, from you, for Wana. It might be worth kind of giving a little bit of uh, backdrop into your track record, your history, and, you know, why nickel for you? Well, good questions. Uh, so for me, I've been in the exploration game, geologist by trade, uh, for probably 25 years. That time has been focused almost entirely on nickel. Um, and it originated with me moving to Sudbury many, many years ago to do uh, MSC with Inco at the time. And I've been in Sudbury ever since, uh, working on nickel copper PG projects across North America. And, you know, I just find nickel to be a, a quite fascinating commodity to explore for. And being in Sudbury is you can't pick a better place to be looking for nickel. Well, it's the right district for sure. Um, in terms of like who, who, there, who is there supporting you um, in terms of actually moving this project forward? Yeah, we've got a team, you know, very much on the same lines as me that they're all nickel guys. Uh that have a lot of past experience in Sudbury. So either with uh, Ballet, Inco, Falconbridge, Glencore, you know, the, the various big nickel players in North America. And, you know, a proven track record of making discoveries. So where team's been responsible for some of the larger discoveries in Sudbury and also some other uh, key nickel discoveries in Canada. And, but also on the mine building side, uh, we have uh, a, one of our board member members was part of the original FNX Dynatech team that came into Sudbury, you know, 20 plus years ago and had just fantastic success uh, taking older Inco projects and putting new capital into them, new energy into them, and turning them into uh, world class nickel deposits. Right. Okay. So good team. You've actually well. Maybe it's a week, a week or so. Uh, well, a while now, cracking in a month ago, um, put out a maiden resource on the, the West Graham deposit. Um, I, I think we described it in our weekly show as a good, solid start. I mean, maybe remind people of some of the numbers um, in in the maiden resource. Yeah, and, and you know, just to backtrack a bit, we a, a year, well, actually two years ago, we signed a option deal with Ballet in on. Basically, the other half of the West Graham deposit that we didn't own. And that was what we focused our activities on last year, doing um, the infill drilling that was needed to bring it up to, to a compliance state because the, uh, the property that, we, that was part of the deal with Ballet hadn't been drilled. Uh, last time it was drilled is in the 50s, late 50s. So if we weren't in a position to just take that, those drill holes and do a new updated resource. So we had to do the infill drilling. We did that, um, and I think just over 14,000 meters we drilled. And we put the maiden resource out in January of this year. And we are looking at, uh, you know, there's kind of multiple components to this, but the <clears throat> life of mine pit is around 22, 23 million tons at about a 0.55 to 0.6 nickel and copper. It's probably up from out predominantly a nickel copper system uh, with kind of a two to one ratio of those two elements. And then outside of that, there's additional resources 
uh, outside of that pit as well. Right. So just to understand what I could be investing into, because I always, always like to understand the, the company's business plan. You're an explorer, have been. Uh, you've got a team of explorers here. Is, is the intent here to kind of like, you know, build it up to a certain point and then kind of flip the thing out? Um, is it, I mean, what, 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 how, do, how do I make money from your business plan? Yeah, well, that's the, that's the, that is the big question. Um, you know, our plan is, you know, we feel that given where we are, that we can transition this project from a resource in the ground to metals coming out of the ground and feeding the, you know, our neighbors in Sudbury, both Valley and Glencore that have capacity with mills and smelters, uh, you know, we're uniquely positioned to help support that. And right. that's our focus. And, you know, we feel like we're going to have to do this in stages uh, from a pit design uh, where we're, where, you know, where we would start on with a smaller pit and eventually increase that. Uh, but, you know, it, the difference for us is that we can have much lower operating costs and much lower capital costs because we don't have to put the investment in that some other projects might because of the infrastructure that we have. Right. Let's get into that because it's really, really important. The market is difficult at the moment from from most um, public uh, mining companies. Um, you're a sub one hundred, a sub, sub ten million dollar company. Uh, it's hard and actually expensive to raise capital at the moment. You've referenced potential model which says actually let's try and work out how we get in some near term revenue. It may not necessarily. I always think those things are not necessarily the most efficient, but they potentially are the, the smartest way to do that. So you've got you've got two. You, who did we say? Glencore and someone else have got and valet and valet. Right. Is it? Are you talking about like DSO contracts where you just if we can just get our ore into their mills, that will get some revenue flowing? Is it as simple as that? Yeah, it'd be it'd be a toll milling scenario. Toll milling, right? Okay. So they they uh, have the capacity, uh, and uh, you know, the idea. Have they will, like what are they? What, what capacity are they running at at the moment? Well, I mean, I don't have all the details on that, but I suspect that they are in the fifty to sixty percent capacity right. right now. Okay. okay. And these are large. You know, this is large infrastructure, so there is space uh, in the existing infrastructure for outside third party ore. Right. And that is what we're targeting. And the concept B, we, we kind of look at this pit that we have and say that there's kind of three stages to this. And the first stage would be a small starter pit, which would have, you know, probably in that one to one and a half million ton range. The mineralization is right at surface. So it would have a zero strip ratio, uh, which means you you basically everything you bring out of the ground is being trucked directly to a mill. Uh, you would you, you would do toll milling and contract mining, so significantly reducing capital capex. And you know when I say that, I mean we're we're talking in like the sub ten million, five million dollar for capex startup because there's no infrastructure required. You have to upgrade a small road, and that's basically it. Um, so that would be the immediate project to focus on and we feel like that even at these metal prices uh, you know there is some permitting that would have to be done but i think we start to see an increase in metal prices that pit makes money at these prices and that would be generating revenue and cash flow for the company that would now allow us to move to the next stage of the pit which is really more of an optimized pit 
where you're now looking at a 10 million ton deposit, uh, which with still a relatively reasonable strip ratio of probably three to one, using the same business model. And that allows you to transition into that. And then your next step would be the life of mine pit, which is the larger, you know, 20 plus million ton resource. So you can see that's the progression that we're looking at. But I think in order to get there, we have to start a little bit smaller and, you know, get the, get the mechanism working, get the process working, um, start to generate some free cash flow and put that back into the project to move project to the next stage. I understood. Like, and the, the kind of phased approach in a market like this, I think on paper, it sounds really, really good um, because it's less dilutory. It may, like I say, it may not be as efficient, but you, you'll, you'll get there as you, as you go through those phases. Can you give me some sort of sense of what these tolling contracts look like? Because, you know, there's that old adage of, you know, he controls the mill, controls the district, and in a sense, is the... Is the power in the hands of the negotiation in the Valley or the Glencores? You know, can you you feel you can make money, but how do you kind of control the margin that you'll be available to you? Yeah, I mean that is a good question. I think you're right. You know, he who owns the mills in the in the refining and processing capacity probably holds a lot more of the cards. But I do think that there is a bit of a you know a crunch for additional feed in Sudbury. And if you can deliver that in a timely fashion where it's not, we're not talking about five years down the road, we're talking about, you know, in the year or in terms of months that, you know, if you can fill a gap that's needed by these companies, then, you know, we're hopeful that that will result in some more favorable terms for us. And that's what we obviously will are in discussions with and will continue to, to discuss. Okay. Oh, so you're in discussions. So you're very, very, very sure. Very, but yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. But they, you're trying to work out potential, whether they'd want to and what the, what the potential could be for you. Okay. But yeah, then the next... Oh, sorry? Well, I was going to say, you know, what what, what we are, are doing right now is letting the groups know what we can potentially deliver and in a time frame and how that fits into their profile. And if it works for them, then that's where we continue to move forward. Right. Now let's move to the next phase, which is it, it may be a very low cap, but you talked, you know, five to 10, because yeah. it's like, say, upgrading a road, you'll need some equipment to actually, I guess, dig it, dig it out of the ground and, and stick it on, onto those, um, onto trucks, et cetera. How does the, the financing of something like that work? So you don't want to go and raise raise money. Can you can you get debt financing for that? Can you get you know contracts from I don't know Caterpillar or whatever the heck you're yeah, using? Yeah, I mean, that that because that number is much smaller. There's a lot a, a lot more ways to to obtain that. Whether it is debt financing, whether it is a partnership, uh, you know, a strategic partnership with a group. There's a lot more ways to find you know, $5 million to build an asset than there is to find maybe a billion dollars to build an asset. Sure, sure. Good example. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, I'm, I'm more, I'm, what I'm trying to think of is like, you know, prepay with Valet or Glencore or, you know, met, selling onto metal traders who sell it onto. Basically, you're saying there's a lot of flexibility around it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's cool. That's, that's kind of interesting again to me because it, it means, because I'm thinking as a shareholder, 
do I get deluded to to hack here? Is that is that what's going to well, be happening? Well, the, the plan make? would to be not to do that. You know, not to dilute the shareholders to build the to build the initial startup phase of the project. Right. Okay. Okay. So fa- phase one, but and you're talking again within a, but potentially they want to hear within months and within the year. Do you think? What do you need to be able to do to be able to say, yeah, we can deliver this potentially within a year? Well, we have the resource. The next step would be, you know, permitting is obviously the biggest step, next step for us. But again, we're we're not permitting in a in a in a new area. Uh, I mean, we're right beside two existing mines with closure plans. Uh, you know, a lot of that work has been done. You still have to go through it. You still have to get consent from your First Nations and your landowner, uh, landowners, but it's a lot easier in Sudbury. So we have to initiate that process. Uh, you know, I still suspect that you probably have a year in the permitting and and pre-work that needs to be done, metallurgical testing, uh, things like that. But okay. once that's once that's taken care of and you have a closure plan in place, you know, the, 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 that actual next step of putting something into production because you don't have to do, um, you don't have to build a mill, you don't have to build massive infrastructure can be quite quick. And that's what you would get out of possibly doing a PEA study is to have that, some of that preliminary modeling around that. Okay. Interesting. interesting. And that means, um, your market cap is kind of irrelevant at that point. Can you get to that? Can you get to that point from where you are today? I guess what I'm asking. You know, so I, I don't know what your, your, your cash position is. I don't know what your allocation of capital is in terms of expiration. Or do you think actually mission critical number one? Let's get this phase one thing delivered. We'll get back onto expiration at a later date. I mean, how, how are you viewing? You know, allocating yeah, capital? I, I mean, ideally, I'd love to be doing expiration drilling. Uh, a lot of expiration drilling because I think there's huge upside potential, but. I think priority right now from, from talking to the board and management is to focus on advancing this, the, the smaller pit within this asset. And, um, you know, we're looking at different ways to make that happen right now. And, you know, we're exploring all the options on the table at this point. Okay. For now, that's how I, I will view you as something that's going to look at creating some revenue to kind of as a defense mechanism for yourselves. Um, yeah, because I just think things really tough in markets like this. Because I think the name of the game is to you know stay in the game, right? It's and it's harder than well, it's very hard at the moment. So okay, that that's how you let's let's go into kind of phase two if you don't mind. So let's talk about this maybe ten million ton option here. What what needs to be in place for you to make that decision? Will it need lots more exploration to get like I don't know work on the grade component here? No, that I mean, mean that's that's within the resource right now. You'd have to do some additional drilling just to move um some of the inferred into measured and indicated. Uh but that's not that much of a bigger step. And a lot of your permitting is around the same pit. It's a sim a sim uh, uh which is a lot, you know, saves a lot of cost. And uh, it's basically would just be a step out of the pit. And, you know, you would have built the infrastructure, the relationships uh, with the other companies in town, and it would just be expansion. Obviously, you, you know, our resource was based on 9950 nine nickel, uh, 9950 nine nickel. So you do need some higher nickel prices to take to that next step. Really? But the hope is by the time uh, we, we get to that stage, that that's where the prices are. And, you know, we will 
you know, because one of the common problems that happens is companies need to wait till the, the nickel or whatever commodity price gets to the top for them to start developing something. And by the time it's developed, it's back down at the bottom again. And so the thought is, you know, if we can, if we can make a go of it with this smaller pit now at these prices, that as we see this growth, that we should be well positioned. Okay. No, okay. I get that. Makes sense. Um, can we, okay. So like, so, so basically, like, obviously it's a great district for nickel, well, well known for it as well. Uh, lots of infrastructure um, around and I wish you well with that one. Can we talk about none of it though? You've got kind of got the Muscox project up there as well. Is that just a project too far? Do you spin that out? Do you, do you just park it up for now? I mean, how, how are you viewing that? Yeah, I mean, we have said all along that we would like to find a strategic partner for that project. I mean, it is a world-class asset, exploration asset, but, you know, we'd be kidding ourselves if we if we said that we, you know, a junior company with a sub $10 million market cap could fund a project up there. And I don't think it'd be fair for our shareholders to do that. So we would like to bring in a strategic partner. You know, there's lots of different forms for that, whether it's a, a, a joint venture, um, you know, or, or something else to to help fund that project. But it is it is a spectacular uh, nickel copper PG asset up there that has, you know, not just the deposit size potential, but actually a district scale potential. It's It's that sort of size of a property package that with all the right you know from a geology point of view all the right ticky boxes that you'd like to see in in a in a large kind of nickel district so are you speaking to strategics with big balance yeah. sheets yeah you are yeah okay what's what's stopping them well i would say that you know that the discussions were you know Six months ago to at the beginning of the year were, you know, there was a lot of companies interested and we were talking on a regular basis with companies and, you know, they've been hit with the downturn in nickel prices like everyone else. Uh, you know, expiration budgets have been cut. But, you know, I think when you start to see closures of nickel mines around the world in Australia and New Caledonia that, you know, perhaps that's signaling that we are you know, bouncing along the bottom and that we do need to, uh, you know, we, we will see an increase in price so, you know, over the coming years, which we hope uh, that that's the time to get back into some of these projects. And so we've ramped up our discussions with groups on this project. And, you know, and that's our objective is to try to find a strategic partner in some form. Yeah, I, I guess the danger of these very large projects, are, you know, the need for a large balance sheet for these very large projects is is getting the economics right at the beginning. And I think, you know, why Lou found that out with with Mincor, much to their um, annoyance. Um, so, I, I, it, it, yeah, it, it, interesting times out there is to see like who is going to fund these big projects, where the money is going to come from, how much help you're going to get from government. Yep. Um, and I obviously know the the Canadian government is 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 actually splashing a bit of cash at the moment for the, for the right companies. Are you are you able to tap into that at this early stage? Uh, we have been accessing that for our our projects, our our West Graham project. We've been accessing uh, government funding for um, exploration drilling and also for some of the studies we've been doing on ore sorting. Um, for the project. Uh, Nunavut is, it's not quite there yet. They don't have a critical metal strategy yet at this point, but uh, with the announcement uh, this year 
about how the um, uh, the de-evolution of, of Nunavut, how everything is now going back to the the people of Nunavut as opposed to the federal government. Uh, you know, we think that that's going to be a, a a big positive for activities in Nunavut because they'll control their they'll control their destiny and uh, and they'll become. Uh, more involved and in, in, in partners in a lot of these projects, we hope. Right. Okay. So, okay. There's a nice little summary catch up after a year of not speaking to you. Um, so, pre- appreciate where you're at and appreciate where the market's at. Um, what What am I looking at for from you this year? What's 2024 hold for from me as a shareholder? So, I mean, our activities are going to be focused on West Graham moving it forwards. I mean, there's right now you have to kind you have to take into consideration the market. I mean, now is not the time to be raising five or ten million dollars. But you do need to keep moving projects forward. And that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we will be getting out doing some additional infill drilling when the snow melts uh, to be able to move uh, again, to be able to move uh, the inferred resource into indicated, focusing in on the smaller pit that we have in our plan uh, and also moving forward with the permitting that's going to be required for us to kind of stay on track. Uh, so that'll be what most of the work will be on for West Graham this year. We will also be returning to Muskox for uh, a you know a short field program this year as well. Okay. Well, Grant, like, appreciate the update. Um, stay in touch as things uh, develop. Um, we're keen to you know see how you get on because, as I said, I think it's it's got the it's got potential. You just got to deliver it now. Yes. Well, thanks for the time.